Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Hello and welcome along to this week's Rugby Pod. I'm your host, Andy Rowan. As usual, I'm joined by Goody and Big Jim. A special thank you to Match Pint this week, who are doing a promotion with the Six Nations. Keep an eye out for their feature this week with Jim and Andy previewing the Calcutta Cup and download their app to find the best pubs showing rugby across the UK. Uh, thanks also to Guinness. How was Dubai, mate? It was great. It was great. We need to give a shout out though before we talk about Dubai to what's going down in Tonga, what's gone down. Oh yeah, Cyclone Jita, is it? Yeah. Uh, that's causing havoc at the moment. Um, yeah, you can donate money to justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash Team Tonga. Lots of people in need at the moment after that Cyclone's uh, gone through there. So uh, if you could donate some money, that'd be hugely appreciated. Yeah, so we're thinking of everyone down in Tonga. I'm going to do a shout out as well to the Stowe under 12s. Under 12s, yeah, go on the Stowe. Yeah, Stowe on the world under 12s. In the mixer of the Cotswold, mate, proper country. They won the Land Rover Cup yesterday and they beat Dean Close School. Big uh, private yeah, school, school. Cheltenham. Yeah. So, my good mate Ollie playing in the back row, unbelievable player. So, let's look out for him. Ollie also. There's a big shout out, big fella. Yeah. How was Dubai, mate? How was Dubai? It was great. It was great. Because I, I went in for a knee up last week. And Jim went off on holiday. There's a difference. Oh, we'll talk about that soon. The showbiz. Um, but I am desperate. Absolutely desperate to get holiday with the missus and the kids. How painful was it with the twins? I would say the journey there... I spoke to you that on the phone, didn't I, last week? You were like, <laughs> not having it. Mate, the journey there could have been the worst day of my life. <laughs> if, the, if the pilot would said... Going down. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going down. Oh, there would have been a celebration in my seat. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was that bad. That bad. The screaming. So, what, genuinely. What, flight, what time did you fly? So day, we, day flight? Or? Day flight, well, one o'clock yeah. from Birmingham. You bastard. Um, Birmingham. Yeah, Emirates. Emirates. And we've got on cattle class. Got, you, know, you said you were turning left, the kids were turning well, right. I, w- yeah. I was keen, but with a twin, you're not allowed. So, you yeah, adults you're got to have one. And genuinely, I'm not making this shit up. Projectile vomit as soon as we sat in the chair. All over my shorts, all over my shoes. And the missus just said to me, has he been sick? <laughs> and I've looked at her and literally... Lobbed the kid. I could have, I could have lobbed her through the window. Oh, the kid or the that. missus? And anyone. 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 <laughs> screaming for seven hours. They uh, both were screaming? Or ears? Because they ears. Mate, I've no idea. Mate, they could have been in pain. They could have been hungry. Uh, I've no idea. And how are JJ and... Uh... Fine. Phoebe, fine. They sat, sat there in a chair watching cartoons. JJ's watching Pirates of the Caribbean, which is a 12 or 15. He's like, Dad, am I all right to watch this? I'm like, mate, whatever it is, you can watch it. Just stay silent. And yeah, watch. just do not even speak to me the whole way. <laughs> uh, got there at the other end in Dubes, thinking we, we've arrived. It's hot. Anyone who's been to Dubai, who's uh, had the privilege, nice airport, big airport. Yeah. Seamers mm. coming through. Where's the fucking buggy? Oh, what? no, they've not left it. Akmash is like, yeah, your buggy's not here. Is it still in Birmingham? He said it's in Istanbul. Istanbul. So the camel here is walking out, holding a twin, holding three bags and oh, pushing the, a trolley. You're the camel, not the Dubai the camel. camel. No, mate. They didn't get you a camel to take you to pick up your bags. With no buggy at two o'clock in the morning. Let's say it's four o'clock in the morning. No sleep. Walking out, absolutely ball bagged. I'm reeking of spew. I'm like, this is not life. That's normal, mate, for you, isn't it? Yeah, look over. <laughs> look over. The buggy's over there on Carousel 1. You're happy then? I was happier. Got in the Cadillac. We got a big car to pick us up with Aircon, which was nice. Acon uh, came to pick you up. Acon, smack that. Smack that. Yeah. All on, on the, the floor. floor. <laughs> yeah. So he picked us up, got to the hotel about five in the morning and literally felt like I hadn't slept for three days. Right. 
got up the next day and that was a shit day because everyone was tired so everyone, all the, the twins are screaming and then oh, I walk out the door and I don't see him for three days <laughs> I don't believe that for one minute <laughs> no mate we had a good time we had a good time I had a better time than you guys podcast without me then it's good it's great mate, yeah. it's Corbs, good. mate how good was Corbs mate, how good was his rap hell of a rap I did like he said he'd rapped on the phone I was like well what's a rap then I heard it I was like shit he just went off the top didn't he just unleashed hell it oh. felt like he had had those words come out before maybe well, but he the... was talking about the pod though wasn't he he was he like was, yeah, he oh, was, well, I couldn't work any of it out I could just uh, split it he shit and shit he be bit he wants a job he wants a job we ain't getting one you back, Jim? Well, you can judge judge who's done the best rap. So I'm going to have to read mine because I'm not as established as him. But this is the first time I'm going to rap. Hit it, mate. This is Jim Hamilton's rap coming back from Corbs. Yep. Right, yep. I, I, this is, I've only heard this beat once. Let's see. Yep, yep, yep. My name is Jim. I come here on a whim. I have been in Dubai for a swim. In diamonds. What is this? I'm with my partner in crime. His name is Goody. You can also call him Foodie or even better, Booby. I love this beat. <laughs> he eats more food than we think is possible. Now I'm about to spit <laughs> the impossible. Firstly, let's not forget Andy Rowe. He's down with the flow. He comes from the old foe. Yeah, that's New Zealand. <laughs> His... Hang on. His nickname is Weird Fish. Why? Because he eats cat food off a fucking dish. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Corbs, you thought you were good. Here we go. Waiting for the beat. You think Corbs was good, spitting his rhymes. I'm telling you more lies, but he failed to mention he's American. <laughs> he looks more like a pelican. He comes here thinking he's the man. He claims he's hung like a coke can. <laughs> Bum, 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 bum. Now we carry on spitting this shit, doing the slippery spit. <laughs> oh, might be meant to cut there. Cut there. That was possibly the, I reckon that's the worst rap I've ever heard. But good effort though. 10 out of 10 for effort. Cheers, mate. One out of 10 for Cheers, ability. Mate. But that's Jim in a nutshell, isn't it? Rugby playing ability, always 10 out of 10 for effort. Always mm. put go. the graft in for those two minutes. You grafted hard, didn't you, when yeah. you came off the bench? You weren't very good. But you worked I gave hard. My all there. So you I, did. I've wrote that with Fair a baby in one Jim. hand. Can we get some air con in here? Yeah, you're sweating. Oh, well, you're sweating, sweating a lot. If you want to see how much uh, Jim is actually sweating, you can see this podcast on rugbypass.com. Uh, you can watch the whole show there. You can even catch Jim's rap. Uh, also, thank you very much to Guinness for their help with the live shows. Uh, we're in the Three Sisters at Edinburgh this week. So, Jim, you'll be excited about that. Coming home. The King's yeah. coming home. <laughs> Thursday Thursday is sold out, um, but there are some tickets left for Wednesday. Uh, we're also in Dublin on Thursday at the March. So, go to eventbrite.co.uk if you fancy coming along to either. We've got a special guest coming on Thursday as well. Have we? Yeah, have we, we have. Really? Yeah. It's got to be uh, Greg Laidlaw. No. Jeez, I commentated on his game at the weekend. Yeah, what happened? I didn't see it. I watched a bit of Ruggers at the weekend. I had to catch up. He was pony. No, he weren't. He was. Really? I think he's trying to save himself for this weekend. Oh, of course. Like, he didn't have any interest in what, playing. Was he playing nine, was he? Yeah. Captain in Claremont. Captain in Claremont? Yeah. And he was just arguing with the referee. The ref was speaking to him in French. They couldn't understand a word each other was saying. I didn't even know the result. What was the result? Uh, Claremont got their pants pulled down 30-odd, 10 or something. Oh, God. Um, but how good was Greg? And I know it's old news, but we only touched on it the other day, winning the game against France. Oh, mate, so old news, that. I but, mean, listen, he controlled the game. Finn Russell, again, here's the big question. Who does Scotland pick this weekend now? Finn will definitely They play. have to pick him at 10 because there's no one else. But yeah. the fact that Greg moved to 10 
but, but you were saying he was you, crap at the weekend for Claremont. He was. Was he? He didn't perform particularly well. In what way? He around slowed a load of ball down. There was no leadership. There was no. I think there was a massive breakdown in in language barrier communication. That ain't his fault. That ain't his fault. Well, he's playing in France. You speak French. Did you when you went to Montpellier? Yeah, did but, you learn French? Yeah, I did. Yeah, but, but I wasn't captain. Base, exactly. So I just used to say fatigue all the time. Jim, c'est bon, c'est bon. No fatigue, fatigue, encore. Um, and it, listen, it, it's really tough. Don't get me wrong. For a starting player in the Six Nations, because I've I've done it. In in those fallow weeks, you have to go back to play for your club because mentally you just you're just thinking about Six Nations, captain Scotland, or starting for Scotland or whatever, and all he's thinking is England this weekend. Get through this game because I don't want to get injured, and that's the mentality that you have. I mean, I played for Breve during the Six Nations, and I had to go back to Breve to play. So I started to cut the first two games. Third game, I had to go back to Breve. I think we played Cast Away or something. Did I have any interest in playing that game? Absolutely not. Didn't even bring my gloves. Well, then you know you that you're interested. Absolutely garbage. Sat 10 yards deeper than I normally sat. Booted it. Didn't chase. Clean as you like, my kit was. <laughs> Got subbed after about 45 minutes. They went get him off his shit. Thank you. Start for England next week. Thanks Matt, I had, a, I had a similar thing. Sarri's in my last Six Nations. Played in the two starting Six Nations game. Came back on that fallow week, as you call it, against yeah. Wasps. Yeah. We had the game. So we had to play Wasps on the Sunday. We probably lost. I was playing. And then on the Sunday night, I had to fly up to Edinburgh to prepare for the Calcutta Cup match that was going to be on the Saturday back in England. Yep. So went up there, Monday could barely train, Tuesday could barely walk, so I had to fly down on Wednesday morning to get a jab and injection on my back. Like, I don't know what was worse, actually, flying or playing. So flew back, flew down on the Wednesday, flew back up Wednesday night. On the Thursday, train Friday, flew back down, tell the back that in the game, off you come, boss, back's gone. Well, it was actually Marleybone. So Mar- he filled you no, in no, again. No, no. Well, so it was all the time around the HIA. So I've, I've blasted into contact 10 metres over the game line. I think he's, I was watching this game. He's come from I the side. I was, I, was, I was there. Come from the side, hit me with a short arm. Mm. Like, and the, 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 um, this was the whole HIA, the new the thing. First half. First half, yeah. it yeah. was. I was there. Yeah, had to come off yeah. for a HIA. Had to say noodle, doodle, woodle, like all these words that you've got to say on the HAI. Um, so I had to do all the words, did that, tell the back that, seized up, went on. I literally looked like I had... A broomstick, yeah, up my ass, hanging out my mouth. I could, be, I couldn't bend over. Lost by forty, or <sighs> I can't even remember. Yeah, probably. We definitely didn't win. <laughs> so you talk about having to come back in between yeah. them weeks. Yeah, it's brutal. And when you're sent back to play for your club, does the international coach let you know that it doesn't matter how well you or how bad you play this week, you'll be starting or you'll be in the twenty-three the next week? Is that yeah? I mean, I'm, save I, yourself. Yeah, I remember John O was head coach of England, and he said to me, he said. I don't want you going back and playing, but you have to. He said, you're starting next week for England. And so as soon as he told me that, I'm thinking, well, well I don't want to play this weekend because I don't want to jeopardise that by getting injured. So if I avoided contact before, <laughs> fuck me, this week I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm going nowhere near any contact. But now, the, the way it is now, Greg Laidlaw has obviously gone to Claremont for more cash than he was on at Gloucester. And therefore, that's that's what you have to do. You have to, you know, if you're taking that mm-hmm. advantage of earning more money for a, a club and you're not staying under, a, and I'm not just talking about Greg Laidlaw here, I'm talking about some of the Welsh boys. Dan Bigger will find out when he comes to work, uh, play for Northampton next year during the Six Nations. He'll have to come back. He'll have to come and play for uh, Northampton. Uh, Priestland's been doing it as well at times for, for Wales. I know he's injured at the minute, but Bath. Um, but if you take the bigger contract over the year to secure yourself more money, one of the downsides is you don't get the protection of uh, the WIU or the Scottish Rugby Union looking after you and telling you when you can and can't play. So there's upsides and downsides to it. And you do feel sorry for them having to play, but... Yeah, because then you've got... Pre- I remember having huge amounts of pressure on me. I don't know why, because like Goody says, I was crap. But <laughs> no. like the, the, the coaches, when 
you're having to go back to your club or make sure is there any way that you can't play they're not saying not to play and fake an injury I'm not saying yeah. that Robbo um, <laughs> but a lot of the time they were like yeah make sure you look after yourself like is there any way that you and it, you, you've got that pressure then because yeah. you go back to your club they're paying you 500 grand a year like that myself yeah that's what I was on okay. <laughs> they're paying you that amount of money but you've also got the pressure of all your club mates looking at you going how much do you want it how much do you want to play for us you've been away while we were playing in the Shags in the Anglo-Welsh no one cares you're an international player. You've got to come and lead the team, sort of thing. Yeah, mate, so it's tough, hard. Ba- tough mate, balance. Like you, th- you think for Greg, if you take right. the big bucks, you're taking the big bucks. So that's yeah, what exactly. you've got to do, mate. It is, mate. And hey, you're you bow down to that. Do you think that those style will suit the way that England wants Scotland to play on the weekend? Just the more slower, controlled saying, uh, versus the Ellie Price. You saying he's slow? Slower than Price. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen. You know what? The, the way they played against Wales, and you can see exactly why he picked him for the France game. Um, I, I still don't think that Greg Laidlaw was that outstanding against France. He kicked his goals really well, you know, and there were bits of control there, yes, but... There weren't bits of control. Like, if it weren't for him, they wouldn't have won the game, I don't think. No, France were diabolical. Yeah. France got into well, a lead yeah, yeah. and then chucked it away. Yeah, they, they are. Have some of that. Yeah. And he, 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 Do you know what? He, he played well, but it's so anti-Gregor Townsend and what he wants to do to pick Greg Laidlaw at nine because it goes against well, his this principles. Is, yeah, and this is, the thing, this is the difficult thing they've got, but you can't... I think with Finn Russell not playing well whatsoever, he's not. It's the worst that we've seen him play. Yeah, you like, can't you not know, pick Greg. Lundell. You can't not pick him no. now. And that's what I said. That's why I've backed him to say. You know, Greg isn't the best scrum half in the world. Mm. You know, he's in the top three in the British Isles. Um, <laughs> he's not. Imagine how slow the the game would be if Greg Laidlaw played nine and I played ten, and I was in the row. Oh, mate, we'd win games though. That'd mate, you la- <laughs> mate, you laugh. Mate, we'd win. We're winners. That'd be awful. Mate, it's not all about going quick. And I, man, I agree. I thought France were, were poor. And if we're going into this game now and we're speaking frankly, and I best be careful what I'm saying because we're heading over the border. We are. If Scotland play well and England play well, mate, England are going to win. We're going to win, mate. We, 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 <laughs> we are going to beat Scotland. Do you know whatever you say now, people will be able to download this and hear it in Scotland on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. So, so you're English now, are you? Well, I'm not. No, I'm not. So I, th- I still think Scotland are going to win, and this is the reason why, right? Because I don't think we've seen the best of Scotland. Well, okay. we, ha- we haven't. We haven't seen the best of Scotland. Greg's going to have another start, and I love Scotland, and we're going <laughs> to Scotland. He's backtracking, he's backtracking. No, I'm, I'm not. Look, you know, England, England play well either. No, we haven't. They haven't. So I don't, haven't I, I don't think England have been tested yet. Yep. You know, in Scotland, this is the biggest game. Doesn't matter, you could lose every other game for, for the rest of the year, but if you beat England... Your heroes, and you say if because you haven't done it for what ten years. Well, no, the boys did. The boys did. It's I been, drew against them. It's been ten years. Was it? Yeah. What since Scotland beat England? Yeah. I, I think you guys are talking rubbish. <laughs> um, but you talk about a night out. If these lads want to walk down that street, like I do, like the King, they've got to win, and that's worth. I don't. That's think, worth trying. That's uh, worth trying harder. It is. I'm a bit worried about nights out in Edinburgh, though. Look what happens to the French. Just on Scotland, what is it about Scotland where that when there's expectation there and when there's a genuine chance that they could topple a, a big team? What is it? Why do they always bottle it? <laughs> um, I don't think they're proven. Oh, they they've got the experience in top top games like do or die games, and like you see now where Scotland are a lot better and Glasgow have been good because they've played in them high pressure games. And I think you saw last year in the Saracens Glasgow game where I got man of the match and four turnovers. I mean, but you know, it's old news. But in that game, you actually saw that Glasgow, under pressure, under the big lights, they struggled. And you have to... It's about experience. And Goody knows. Goody played in a load of big games for Leicester. And 
you know, when I was at Saracens, the two years before they lost in big games, they lost in finals, and they and they not, they didn't crumble under pressure. But you've got to be in these big games, and you've got to be close, and you've got to have these experiences of losing. But you have to come close in order to know that it's in touching distance. Mm. And I think with Scotland, they've they've had a bit of that. You know, they beat Australia, they nearly beat New Zealand. What they haven't had, England's a different one because they've not come close to beating England in a long time. But they beat France, they've beat Ireland, they've beat Wales. So now they're, they're getting all these things, all these markers along the way that show they're a good team. But consistent, they've got to be consistently good. They've got to start, they've got to get closer to England. They've got to beat England. And until that happens, you know, until they can go away to a France or they can go away to an Ireland, which we did in 2010, um, or you can go away to a Wales like they did in the first game and start winning, or come within even touching distance because none of these away games have even been close. No. Like they've been smashed. So that's where Scotland are at the minute. Whereas England can go there, play poorly, but they know how to win games. Yeah. These yeah. players know, like if England get 12 points up at the weekend, there's no coming back for Scotland. No, 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 biscuit. They, they are, because they've got, England have got players, you know, whether regardless if man for man they're better players, but they've got the game plan, they've got the experience to close games out. And I don't think we've seen that with Finn Russell at the minute. We've seen that he hasn't got that experience yet. You know, it's fine when everything's going well and it's front foot and it's quick ball and, and stuff like that. But to grind games out, you need to be in them games mm. where it's happened. You need to have them experiences. Do you just on it now? You see some of the boys that have been called up. So WP Nails back in there. Yeah. Do you start him? Do you? Do you what changes do you make? Well, Ber Bergen was outstanding yeah. against against France. That's the best I've seen a tight head play in many years for Scotland. But again, oh, I like the way the caveat was for Scotland. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think he'll definitely start. But WP now the experiences of, of players like him. It's, it's, a, it's a tough one. Mm. If you're looking at it at face value, right? Okay, you've got a gun to your head. Who's going to win the game? Who, are going, who is going to win the game? Well, it, if you're looking at it face value... I'm, it, I haven't it, got a England, gun to your head. You haven't got... I think Scotland are going to win. I've got my gut but near if, your if, head, but, but if my yeah, If my life depended on it, I would say England would win the game. But I think Scotland can win the game, and I think they will win. So, if, does that make sense? Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. You're talking absolute rubbish, but I do get what you're saying. And, and you're, you're going to have a Mohican on I, a Saturday night. Okay, do, do, you think, do you think that... England will win and they'll win comfortably. Do you think it'll be a comfortable win for England? Uh, I think it's a 15-point win. I'm, you are so arrogant. I'm Look, not, I'm not, not in smiling. I'm not, though. We, uh, what do we do? Was it 40 points at Twickenham last year? All that hype? Yeah. And this is the England thing. will click at some point and Scotland... So will Scotland. But Scotland clicked in the autumn. Yeah, but what do you mean they clicked in the Their autumn? Their main player, Finn Russell, is having an absolute shocker. Well, moment. this is it. So l let's talk a little bit more. This is his biggest game ever yeah, in agree. a Scotland shirt. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say he's up against Ford, even though he is number-wise. He's up against Farrell in terms of decision-making, in terms of running the game, in terms of being that man in the middle of the pitch. Bossing, having, it. bossing it, having to make decisions. Yeah. Farrell, under pressure, is, is, in my opinion, the best player in the world. Yeah. Like, he knows how to handle pressure. He's been there. He didn't give a shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, nothing phases him. Mm -hmm. And you saw with Finn against France, well, he got subbed off. Yeah. You know, which was which was a big thing, and this will be the making or the breaking of him. Yeah, you know, and are Paris ninety two? Are they going to give him this Lamborghini if he plays like that again? I don't think so. Mm. What's the pressure going to be like on Finn Russell in the week leading up in Edinburgh from the public, from the media? Will he be noticing it, or will it, will it just be like business as usual, training, not even not well, even know what's going on? I, I think, him? yeah, I think they'll say that it's going to be business as usual and head down. But he's definitely a character that looks externally like he loves you know I like that's what I really like about him mm. the fact that he is you know outgoing you know he does smile he enjoys his job you know he enjoys wearing Armani shoes and Louis Louis Bajon handbags and Prime Arnie Prime Arnie Mate, he likes all that and I like that you know and I like that in, in and I'm not putting him in the stratosphere of world class footballers like Ronaldo or McGregor in terms of UFC but I like guys who have confidence 
you know, like Goody. Goody's always been confident in his own skin. And it's a lot of skin. And it's a lot of skin. There's a lot of skin to be confident in. Is that a lot of skin? That's why he got his hair done. That's why he got his hair done. But yeah, I think for me, Finn Russell this week is making or breaking of it, and I genuinely think it will make him. Well, th- th- this is the thing about it. When you when you talk about Finn Russell, you talk about, and you go back to that Scotland-France game, just things that I question, and you can't fault his ability ball in hand, uh, and you can't fault his attacking intent and all that stuff, but it's the control things that you bring. So when he's kicking to touch for a penalty, he rushes it, misses touch, it goes dead. You do that against England, and England don't give you the other opportunities that France gave you. Um, and you, you know you, those opportunities come around few and far between against a tide like England that know how to win but also the question marks over his head this week are 10 times bigger than they were after he flopped against Wales. Well someone that has been in one of those positions uh, Alistair Strokosh who joins us now you were there 10 years 10 games ago last time Scotland beat England um, thank you very much for joining us. No problem, boys. How are you all doing? Yeah, very good, thank you. So, looking at this uh, weekend's game, um, does it bring back memories for you of last time you were there and you guys you guys managed to tip over the English? Well, some some long memories. It was a long time ago now. Um, you had hair I don't back remember then. Yeah, well, no, no, it was gone long before then. <laughs> I just remember thinking at the time, oh, this is brilliant. I think it was probably my first year, no, second year getting involved with the squad and thinking this is great, can't wait till it happens next time and it, it never did. Jim talks a lot about how um, he walks down the streets of Edinburgh like a king. I mean, after that game, were there big celebrations? Were you walking down the streets of Edinburgh like a king? Uh, Jim walks down the street, most streets like a king, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't remember too much about it, to be fair, afterwards. Uh, yeah, you, you were definitely, well, mate, you were absolutely steaming and I was carrying you down Princess Street, did mate. Did you play, Jim? I weren't, I didn't play that game. <laughs> no, but right, no, I didn't, I didn't think you did. <laughs> Uh, strokes that wasn't one of your three wins, then, Jim. Oh, but mate, hey, let's not get onto win percentage. Mine's a lot better than yours, mate, for sure. Um, <laughs> what was it, strokes? I was just telling the lads. Obviously, Goody is England till he dies, and we're going up to Scotland on Wednesday. We're doing a couple of live shows in Edinburgh. But I'm trying to tell the guys that this is a game that the boys do raise raise it for. You know, Scotland could lose every game in the year, but this is the one game that there's that added edge, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, always is. It's hard to say why, really, but it seems to be the game usually everyone steps up for, especially at home. You know, given that this year was a bit, there was a bit more expectation on the squad as well. Uh, had a bit of a shock in the first game, but picked up a bit in the next game. Uh, the pressure's still there, and whenever that comes on, and England seem to come up, and uh, it, it brings it the best. Strokes, I've done a bit of digging around your career and uh, Jim's career for Scotland as well. And between yeah. 2006 and 2015 was when you both played for Scotland uh, during your careers. Your win percentage, what do you reckon your win percentage was in a Scotland jersey? I don't think it's that great, to be fair. Uh, 40% maybe? Well, not far off. 47%. Oh, okay. Well, might, yeah, mine's going to be better than uh, that. And do you know what? Should we, should we have a little <laughs> guess, Strokes? We'll let you have a guess of what Jim's win percentage was. Uh, I see Jim. Jim played quite a few more games than me, so let's say uh, 45 now, Jim's win percentage was only 29% in a Scotland jersey. <laughs> oh, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> so when he talks about win percentages what? and carrying the team and living like a king, he's talking yeah. absolute bollocks, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Strokes, you played against Romania and Georgia, though, mate. I played against New Zealand and England and Ireland and all these big teams. Um, yeah, we know you played against New Zealand, Jim. We watched uh, Dan Carter moonwalk past you a few times. Oh, yeah. All right, mate. <laughs> mate, that's my legacy. Um, mate, talking of, to- talking of legacy, Strokes, um, my body was fucked by the end of the career okay your body must be absolutely fucked are you still going or what are you still playing uh technically yeah but like you say my body's fucked so uh i've not played for a while i've got a bit of a neck problem at the moment 
try and bring it out to the end of the season, then that'll be me. Smart, mate. Insurance. I thought about doing an insurance <laughs> job as well. <laughs> Chomage, isn't it, down in Perpignan? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it could be. It could be the chômage, unless we get something else out of it. Because obviously Perpignan, they're in Pro D Dirt at the minute, um, which for all our listeners is Division 2 in which France. Which Pro D Turd, that's what it is. Um, you're, you're sitting pretty decent towards the top, aren't you? Second or third? Yeah, uh, we're top at the moment. Oh, top, excuse me. Uh, sitting top by a couple of points. We're doing okay. The first year we've really, really managed to get to grips with it since we came down, really. It's a, it's a tough old league. It's a bit of a throwback league. If you're, if you're 130 kilos and Samoan or Tongan, then you'll find a home here. But... Uh, it's a hard league to get out of, but, but we're doing better this year. And obviously there's a bit of investment to, to come to get back into that top 14. Yeah, definitely. They recruited well this year, but we're going to need to recruit again better if we go up. And if you're, if, if, you're, if you're talking about retiring at potentially the end of the year, are you looking to get into coaching or are you going down another uh, path? Yeah, I'm going to go down the, the strength and conditioning path, something that always, always seemn to... Uh, interesting me so yeah me too studying, got a few qualifications <laughs> <laughs> qualifications yeah, I'll go for that happy days and then uh, strokes just finally mate so at the weekend I genuinely think the Scotland boys can win I think that they'll raise their game I think they've not played that well in the last two games so they're due a big performance take off your patriotic we love William Wallace hat and give us your expert view on how the game's going to go this weekend um, if we do turn up and if we do raise the game again then they can win but if they don't have a control, then, uh, then England, uh, it could be tough. Well, thank you very, very much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck uh, trying to get up into the um, top 14. Yeah. Cheers, Strokes. No worries. Cheers. Cheers. I'll tell you now, I used to hate playing against him. The amount of times as a back rower, he's belted me after I've passed the ball or kicked it. Yeah. And like back in the day, that was that was legal. That was okay. Hockey got my ribs once. Mate, he, he's an animal. He's like one of them understated players. Like if it, if, mm. if it was now... And you talk about Willis and stuff like that and, you know, the way that he hits and a little bit about Youngs as well. Like these, obviously, Ross is on my mind because I watched him mm. yesterday. But, like, quality, quality players, mate, he was a machine. Hard as nails, Hard as absolute nails. And i got a funny story about me and Strokes. So, the World Cup in 2011, we're in New Zealand. Uh, we, we were out in the group stages. After, out on the smash or got knocked well, out? Well, this is the story. We were out okay. on the smash. So After getting knocked out. Strokes is one of these guys that's a really, like, unassuming guy, really quiet, gets on with his work, is diligent, is quiet, doesn't moan about... Basically, the complete opposite to me. Trans- yeah, trains are the complete opposite to you. Yep. Um, optimum professional. But when he goes out and has a beer, he goes out and has a beer. He's Pan, like... Pants down everywhere. Mate, I'll have a bush. Um, <laughs> genuinely, proper bush. Sorry, strokes. Um, so 2011, he's like... So the whole World Cup we've been training was like, right, we're going out after the World Cup. And I'm like, well, it could be after the group stages. Strokes had a feeling that we'd win the World Cup. I don't know why. So we're in Auckland. After we've lost to England, we're out. And Strokes has texted me saying... Uh, legend where are you and it's like legend. I said well mate mate, I'll, I'll come and find you let me come and find you so we're WhatsApp, we're, we're, we're messaging the whole time where the fuck are you and then by the end of it like because he's been waiting for me for hours he's effing and like where are you you see but you can't like mate I can't find you so the next thing like, I'm on my phone in this bar it's like a tin a tin bar boobies um, it's like a <laughs> it's like a tin a tin bar in Auckland I'm on my phone strokes well I'm here I'm at the place I'm at this place where you say Nowhere. He's going nuts down the phone. And then literally, I promise you, this is the truth. I've looked down the bar and five people down the bar. He's at the end of the bar on the on his phone to me, fingering one ear like that. He's got his finger in what? He's, yeah, he's got his finger in someone's oh, ear. Oh, finger in his ear. Uh, and he's at the end of the bar. And, mate, we're, so I've been in there about an hour. 
and he's been in there over two or three hours. It's now three o'clock in the morning. It's one of them where you had to be there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. There's plenty, plenty of occasions. You, you said it's a strip club. No, no, I said it was a tin bar. Oh, tin. I thought you said titty uh, bar. No, <laughs> tin bar. You can get lost in those as well. Yeah. Tin bars, titty bars, whatever they are, bars. Especially yeah. if you've got your finger in someone's, you what? Yeah, so basically that was a night out with strokes and never materialised and you had to have been there yeah. to realise really how, how loose it was. Where are you? I'm here. I'm Where? Here. Hey, nipple in my mouth. Oh. <laughs> Ireland and Wales. Uh, oh, what? Weekend. I didn't even know they were playing. <laughs> yeah. Who cares about any other game this weekend, eh? Yeah, Matt, I've been impressed with Wales. You, know, you, you look back on the Wales-England game and although England controlled the game and we got those two early scores... Take those two tries away from it at the start. I thought Wales were better than England. Yeah, during the game, um, and so Wales are they're, they're still in, in the mix. Mate, you know, it, yeah, and it's a massive game now. Obviously, everyone that's either English or Irish wants both Ireland and England to go through until that last game and be unbeaten. So it's a Grand Slam decider at Twickenham on Paddy's Day. That'd be unbelievable. Yeah. But obviously, the Scots and the Welsh have got a lot to say about that, and the French. England's next game after this weekend. Uh, I can have something to say about that as well. But Wales, I've been I've been really impressed because they got written off in the autumn, didn't they? Everyone you wrote like, them off, mate. They, yeah, we did. Mate, I thought they were going to win it. I, I had them like up there winning. What winning the Six Nations? Yeah, potentially. I said, that. and then Scotland wouldn't spoon or no. If England, sorry, when England dominates Scotland this weekend, it's going to be a wooden spoon battle, isn't it, between Italy and Scotland last game? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought I just, I just. Well, it's not. No, it. it's wooden spoon where you don't win a game, and no, then wooden spoon just finishing last. Is it okay? Right? Well, it's yeah. not going to be, is it? Really? Well, yeah. Well, Scotland beat France. Who, who, what Italy going to be? Scotland last game of the season. Mate. Then bonus points and then nah, points difference. When we hose you by sixty this weekend, yeah, up and in. Yeah. So me and John Barkley were talking because I'm going to. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I'm going to the Italy game. I was like, mate, can you imagine Grand Slam in Rome? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, mate, it'd be awesome. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Take the spoon. But either way, I'm out. But the Welsh are, you know, they're looking good. I, I looking forward to seeing this game this weekend because Ireland have picked up a couple of injuries. Henshaw's out, uh, which makes a huge difference. And mate, Ireland haven't been tested really either, no. have they? The first game against France was almost like a non-game. Yeah. Obviously, you know, they didn't pick and go. Yeah, drop pick goal. and go didn't happen. Yeah. Ball was slippy. Italy, you yeah. don't really find find much out. But Wales are prime. They've yeah. had two of their toughest games. Yeah. <laughs> you said yep uh, Scotland first up yeah, it's a tough, tough game. Though, wasn't it? they had a tough game against England yeah. I always think off the back of that a rest week like they're primed now so I've been really impressed with Wales um, the interesting thing with Wales yes they are playing well but apparently Toby Faletau and who? who and Dan Bigger who oh I like Dan Bigger they're both meant to be fit surely they're not going to be thrust back into well, if you the line of fire I think Dan Bigger 100% straight in the team with the issues that Patchell had at 10, you stick Dan Bigger. If Dan Bigger's fit, you start him without a shadow of a doubt against Sexton in Ireland. It's game control, the pressure that England put on them, and Patchell especially at 10. And So you do talk about maybe Anscombe at 10. just depends how fit he is. If Bigger's fit, have to start him. And then Faletau, you probably stick Faletau on the bench, do you? Because Moriarty, Moriarty's been going well. Mate, the, 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 the way that people talk about Faletau, like he's the world's best player. Yeah. Anyone in Wales or anyone with the Lions who played with him say he is the best player. Yeah. So, yeah. Are you, are you going Faletau starting or Moriarty at eight? Uh, Moriarty definitely starting. I think. How good Shingler? Mate, he's been playing awesome. He's phenomenal. Mate, for the Scarlets. Yeah. In that, well, I've not seen loads of Scarlets, but in that Bath game, mate. Woohoo! Yeah. Because you see a lot of taller guys now, they don't really have the power play, what's, de- what's desired. But no, Shingleberry, very good player. And George North, do you think he'll play? Well, Liam Williams played well for Saris at the weekend as played well. Played well, mate. He was unbelievable. Mate, I watched the game back. Yeah. 
And apart from him filling in Rob Webber, well, it weren't Rob Webber was grabbing someone on the floor and he's coming and blitz someone at the side. I have not seen a winger play that well in a long time. It was good, very Mate, good. Around the breakdown, yeah, he was angry, wasn't he? Mate, he was angry. He I had... think I think it was I think it was very similar to when George North played. Had to go back to play for Northampton yeah, in the, the Anglo Welsh yeah. the week before England played Wales, and he went and had an absolute storm because he's trying to get his place in the Wales team yeah. for the England game. Didn't get picked; he was on the bench. But Liam Williams, same sort of thing, wants to get. Oh mate, he's he was miles. Phenomenal. He's miles ahead of George. North. But George North played really well for Northampton at the weekend oh, as well. Mate, he played all right. But I, I don't think I've seen George North play well in maybe one in ten games yeah. recently. That's fair. You're right. There we go. Yeah, I'm going Ireland win. Just yeah, I'm going Ireland win as well. France, Italy, and France. Oh, I'd love Italy to win. Down in Marseille, isn't it? Mate, you could see Italy winning. Yeah. This is the thing because it, it, it's in Marseille, it's out of their comfort zone, and Italy... they nine players, the French have. Yeah. And we're getting on the got, smash in Edinburgh. Mate, what the fuck is going down there? And they've got... Mate, Italy, this is France's bogey team. I yeah. think New Zealand, before, in the past, France used to raise their game to play yeah. against New Zealand. Where I'm getting at here is Italy raised their game against France because... They think they can beat them. A lot of the players, what they did, played in France. Yep. Parise, the captain, is obviously at Stade Francais. And pa- and France at the minute, I was going to say they're pants. Yeah, they are garbage. Mate, they're, 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 they are rubbish. How bad was Pickamore's when he came on? Mm. Well, he's been dropped Again, now. Scott, he's been dropped. Was he in the mix of it? He or was not? in. He was on the smack. All the players that went out on the piss have been dropped. So Remy Lamarant. Yeah, yeah, but apparently Pickamore weren't out on the piss. Teddy Thomas. Mate, you drop. You're dropping their best player. <laughs> you're dropping their best player. So yeah. I, Listen, Marseille is a stronghold for French international games down there. They are perhaps better there than they are at the Stade de France at times. Yeah. Their record there is, is is pretty good. But Italy will fancy themselves. And, you know, like you said, Jim, if there's a game that they raise it for, it is the French game. And, and you're looking at France now, played two, lost two. Italy will be saying, this is it. You know, we win this game, put everything on the line for this game, and we can step ahead of France. And it'll be a huge contest. Yeah. It's Friday night as well. Under the I'd, love, I'd love Italy to win that. Yeah, love it if Italy my, uh, my mate, I would love it if yeah. Italy won that. My mate Seb tweeted a picture of uh, a wooden spoon. Seb, uh, S- uh, Sebastian Chabal. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the old school ain't happy, mate. France have been a quality team, haven't they, for the years? And it is a little bit sad. A lot of it is to do with the demise of the top fourteen, demise on the pitch because off the pitch they're flying. You know, with the amount of money and stuff like that. Did you watch any of the Premiership? Do you yeah. want to talk about the Premiership? Well, I'm doing commentary, actually, at the weekend. What are you doing? Absolutely ball-bagged. I'm going to be on Sunday. I'm doing Leicester Saris. Yes. Absolutely slippered. I'm, I've got a French game Sunday afternoon as well. So one of us, I'm going to be rocking up with a Mohican to do commentary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. You're going to you know, be, you're going to be fully professional. Good. You would, you would have been uh, happy with Wasp's performance. Yeah, form team in the Premiership, aren't we? Mate, they were good. Yeah, form team in the Premiership, oh, mate, mate. You want to get into it? Yeah. Okay, you want some knowledge? Mate, Cipriani impressed. Puts a lot of width on the ball. Yes. Just has the ability to take the ball to the line. He has like that double pump. Yeah. Is he going to go out the back? Is he going to go short? No, he's going to go wide because that's how Wasp play. They play this wide, wide attacking game. Yeah. It's great to watch. Yeah. It is really good. Yeah. Dan Robson obviously carries the ball away from the breakdown. He's so quick, he takes out two or three defenders. He does. And that way you can manipulate the outside defender because they're looking to turn the corner. Yes. Cipriani. So you see, there you go, it, it is a thing. Jim is so bitter about Corbs, isn't he? He's been watching Twitter all week going, oh, how good was Corbs? I've been getting abused. Detail. I've actually opened a few. Mate, this is my life. Yeah. This is our life, Jim. Mate, this is our life. I did, I did miss you, though, last week. Did Corbs you? was good, but, you know, it's me and you, isn't it? Would you say that that rap was okay? Corbs's or yours? Mine. Yours was shite, mate. Corbs's uh, was good. He beat you on that. He beat okay, you. I'm going to get better at that. Exeter didn't play very well, did they? I lost two on the spin. Lost to Worcester at home last week, and then... Never looked like winning. Just, uh, 
uncharacteristic errors. Yes, they were. Handling errors. Yeah, they were. Close to the line. Don Ullman not the, got the ball knocked out of his hand. Yeah. But it just went probably four inches too high if I'm yeah. being properly... Uh... I thought JP Doyle didn't have a good game, though. Everything went in Wasp's favour, I thought. Uh... And I'm happy with that. The breakdown was a bit of a shambles at yeah. times, I thought. I'll tell you one thing that I picked up, and you talk about me hating my kids. Do you? No. Not every day. But this man hates his kid. Go on. Die young. He fucking hates his son. He doesn't. So they come to him and they're like, right, Tom, uh, Thomas Youngs has made 140 tackles. He's made 900 metres, offload. He's the form player on the pitch. I do you think he played well. His teammates are doing really well. Yeah. I'm like, die, come but that's on, die. Mate. That's die. Do you hate your kid or what? No, he doesn't. He, I've never seen any. So I've been involved in different clubs, different environments, and we've seen different clubs in different environments where the coach has a son in the team. Yeah. And they treat them as if they are the best player in the in the squad when yeah. they shouldn't be. You know, George Ford, Mike Ford. There's times when Ford, he was playing garbage, should have ripped him off. Priestland's on the bench, wouldn't take him off. Other end of the spectrum, when I was at Wasps, die young, I've never seen anyone treat a player that harshly when they're, everyone's going to his office oh, going. poor bugger. Well, everyone's going to his office going, you've got to start, Thomas, he's, he's on fire. Dive like that, get the fuck out of my office, don't tell me how to pick my team. Really? Like, yeah. Because he, so he, he hates uh, his son. No, no, no. He just do, doesn't want to ever be seen to be given favoritism. Yeah, and, and he's made him work to get to where he's Well, that's to. great. Matt, I love that. Which mate, is, I do. It's humbling. It's, yeah, you know, mate, feet, it's on, feet on the floor but stuff. State the obvious. Mm. He's got to state the obvious yeah. and say, mate, yeah, he's having a good game. In, in On form, he'd be starting for any other country right now in the Six Nations as open side flanker on mate, form. He's awesome. Apart that from Wales, because Wales have got Navidi, they've got uh, Tipperick. Who else? They've got Cubby Boy, they can't even get a look in. Moriarty. Uh, as seven. I'm just talking about sevens. Yeah. Um, you know. But obviously, when you come to negotiate contract with your dad, hey, Dad, I'll have, uh, you know, you're offering me 500. I'll have 700, Dad. All right, son. All right, son. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Give me 100. <laughs> um, uh, you'd also be happy with the way Newcastle went over the weekend. They've done the Premiership double over Bath for the first time in 20 years. Yeah, they're pushing yeah. towards the top four, Newcastle. We call top six. We yeah. did. Well, I definitely did. Uh, you're welcome, Newcastle. I saved you a couple of years ago. Mate, Newcastle going bust, though. They're not. Mate, I'm telling you now, they're having money problems. They're not. Mate, Scotland are talking about buying them out. Right, this is the thing. So I, buying apart. The owner, Seymour Kudry, yeah. trust me, he ain't short of a bubble too. All right. It's it's just how much owners put in and how... A lot of it is... Well, well that's what I'm saying. That, they're not going bust. It's it's how sustainable is it without a sugar daddy? Now, you look at all a lot of the clubs in the Premiership, how sustainable are they? Saracens, the most successful team over the last four years. Yes, that's correct. Um, or whatever it is in the Premiership, in Europe and stuff like that. You look at their books, if you're an accountant judging a business by the books or by success on the field. Saracens are bottom of the league in terms of judging a, a club by profitability, but yeah, top of the league in sorry. terms of what they earn. Sorry about that. <laughs> but that's the truth though, isn't it? I genuinely think, well, not genuinely think, I know, mate, Farrell is not going to get paid. I, I don't think Farrell... Farrell's not getting paid. Farrell will be on... He's on half a bar. Sub, half a, that's, half a, a that's a quarter of a million less than Bigger's going to Northampton for. Mm. Oh, you could so, earn, yeah, and that's the thing, you could earn more money... Some players could earn more money at other clubs. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, I was chatting to another player, yeah. friend, ex-friend, ex-player. Ex-friend, who was it? No, no, ex-teammate of mine who's still involved in the game, so I'm not going to name him. But he was telling me the wages of some of the players now, if you saw a list of who's on what at certain clubs, you'd be fucking gobsmacked. Nick Easter said that. Uh, uh, what no, players? <laughs> no. What players? No, it wasn't him. Well, come on. Oh, it's, no, with no. it's with a few numbers what players are on. Like run-the-mill average premiership players like, someone. like yourself. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm agreeing. You, you'll see players that are on 
quarter of a million pound that you, yeah. you would never ever that you sh- believe. You're thinking shouldn't be on more than hundred grand a year. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the the way it is because they extended the salary cap. Clubs just went. Well, actually, the agents are coming in saying we need to pay more to our players instead of making the squads bigger. They've just upped the players' wages. Yeah, and you know you talk at Newcastle aren't going bust. Their business model. They're trying to make it break even, profitable, whatever. Because uh, Seymour Cudry, who's got a boatload of cash, but his appetite to just chuck money away, I suppose, to keep a club afloat, has got a shelf life. Yeah. You only have to go back a couple of years. And Wasps got caught out this year, I think, or last year for the for the salary cap. Uh, they got fined over the last few weeks, 50 grand or whatever. Yeah, it was. wasn't a lot, was it? No, no, no. But it was only, they'd only just stepped over the mark. Mm. And I think that was an administration error as opposed to we're deliberately trying to break the salary cap. And I can openly say this. Bath and Saracens broke the salary cap years ago and it was all brushed under the carpet. Rightly or wrongly, that's what's happened. And the legalities of trying to tell a club you actually can't spend more than that in, in terms of the high court or whatever. Saracens and Bath have both said, well, you know, it's not legal saying restricting people. So, there, you know, things got swept under the carpet and that's the truth. Have you guys got any rumours on uh, who's signing who? And Yes. Uh, have you? I've got one. Go on then. Well, all the chat this week's been about Cipriani. Uh, and Haskell. Uh, Cipriani potentially going back to sale there's a lot of chat of Japan and France and stuff like that and I know his agent's pushing it around but there, there was a bit on BT Sport yesterday and Martin Bayfield asked the question why aren't directors of rugby queuing up to sign Danny Cipriani because of his form on the field so there's a bigger picture and Austin Healy was brilliant about what he said and people whether they agree with Austin whether they like him or not he's a brilliant pundit um, and he actually said if you could keep Cipriani caged up from Monday to Friday and then just let him go out and play on Saturday. You pay him all the money in the world because he's that good on a weekend. You know, he's is he going to play in the Premiership for another Premiership club? I think Sale are possibly the only ones that have him. Yeah. And it was interesting. Di Young said Cipriani's announced that he's leaving. Well, <laughs> you know, so he so he, Cipriani's agent now can't go to all the other clubs and go. Well, you know, Was still want to keep him yeah. because he's bargaining until there's gone. So. Yeah, and this is the thing with Haskell as well. So yeah. obviously Haskell. Back rows are 10 to the dozen. Does yeah. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does. So yeah, he's 10 to the dozen. And now he's got to the stage where, because I've heard he was chatting to Glasgow and Edinburgh. Yeah. As well. I, I can't see him going. He, well, I, I don't. He wants to play rugby, right? And he's open. What I love about Haskell is he's come out and he said, I'll take a pay cut to stay in the Premiership. Yeah, that's because he hasn't got a club good. Yeah, exactly. But also, he's not bullshitting and saying, I'm worth X amount. Exactly. He, his dream is to play the World Cup 2019 because he thinks England can win it and he wants to be a World Cup winner. Wasps has said, you're not part of our plans anymore. Why? Which is very tough on him because he's only ever played for Wasps in the Premiership. Okay, but why would that be? Because they've got Simon Bradshields, yeah. they've got Jack Willis. Okay. So Haskell would be on a, a decent chunk. Haskell's probably on, I don't know, 400. 400? I'm just chucking out. I've got no idea. Yeah. But if you're, if you're looking at the market now, maybe not 400, maybe he's on 300, right? And they've got Jack Willis. How well has he played over yeah. the last few years? Haskell's like, been injured a little bit recently. Yeah. They know he's going to be involved in the World Cup. They know he's, what is he, 32 maybe? So does he sign a, you know, they've when clubs make their recruitment decisions, they're making a three, four, five-year plan. Yeah. Haskell's only going to be top-dollar player, but his focus is going to be Wasps and England. Yeah. And you look at value for money. Brad Shields coming over. They're probably signing Brad Shields on less than what Haskell's on now, he's, and he's younger. Gonna, and he's going to be there all the time. Yeah, he's younger and he will qualify for England. But you've also got Jack Willis. So it's just a piece of the jigsaw that fit together and mm. some tough conversations. Yeah, and what, so where do you think Haskell's going to be next year? I've got an idea where I think he'll be. Uh, I reckon he'll end up at Northampton. Yeah, I was going to say Northampton. I know Bristol's a sniffing. Yeah, I um, think he'll go Northampton. 
He lives close by, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, I think he'll go well. You guys got any other rumours uh, you want to put out well, there? We mentioned, we mentioned Glasgow and Edinburgh in the market for back row. I don't know, has it been out there? Well, did we say Luke Hamilton's going up there? Oh, is Luke Hamilton going up there, is yeah, he? Yeah, he's going up there, definitely. To where? Well, I think he was going to go to Glasgow, but uh, Cockers loves him. Brock James, leaving La Rochelle to go to Bordeaux at 37 years of age. What 37? I think so, 36, 37. What what um, Kieran Brooks. Yeah. We should have said. I heard re- rumours before he was leaving Northampton. Yeah. Didn't say it, should have said it. Yeah. Well, they've announced uh, he's left now, haven't they? Yeah, they announced he's left this week. Um, Wasps, looking at him Yeah, not? I've heard that rumour. I, I don't see how he fits in at Wasps. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, but I know because obviously Marty Moore's going back to. Mate, I ain't been impressed with him. Ulster. I mean, I if not... I stood next to Marty Moore, mate, tops off. You talk about. I am an absolute Adonis. You talk about. Nice guy, though. Slower than a week. Mate, we're all nice guys, mate. We're, no, we're not all nice Slower guys. than a week in a jail, mate. Yeah, I mean. Slower than a week in a jail. But I watched him. Where was he at before? Was it Munster? Or Leinster, Leinster. or Ulster? <laughs> he was one of them. He was one of the. Mate, he was good Len- for He was mate, Leinster, Friday, yeah. mate. He was good. Yeah. Uh, just haven't seen it. Yeah. Haven't seen it. So, mate, could he beat Kieran Brooks at Wasps? I agree. Well, it, I don't think he fits the mould there. But yeah, but uh, who's the tight heads on the market? Yeah, Marcel van der Merwe, who I spoke about months ago. There was group, the Toulon tight head prop, South okay. African guy. Uh, there was chat of him going to Wasps as well. But then there was chat of him re-signing for Toulon. That's surfaced again. So, I mean, who knows? If you sign him for Toulon, what about Dave Atwood? I can't believe. Like, this is what I don't I understand. I can't believe Bath let him go there. So we we talk about Newcastle beating Bath. Bath were a shambles yeah. on Friday. Newcastle played very well, and Gonover and Sonotti, Sonotti. Toby Flood is, he yeah. did well. How good Garvey for Bath? Uh, Garvey, yeah, but this is the thing. What about if the rig you, on him? If you're Bath and you're pushing top four, uh, Matt, you're in the mix. Don't know why. And I'm Dave a, Atwood is, is, a, is a proper, proper premiership lock. Yeah, hard, like uncompromising. Good in the line When he's out. fit, puts everything into a game. Yeah. Proper decent bloke as well. I don't know why. And they're like, oh, tell you what, just go off on loan to Toulon for the rest of the season and then come back next year. You're in the mix for the top four, and then you go. And Bath have got that ability to be away from home, be pony at times, yeah. aren't they? Abject, not physical, bit soft. And they've gone to Newcastle, got their bellies tickled. I, I can't work Bath work Bath out. No, but Atwood's played for, started for too long the weekend. Yeah, played really well. Yeah, uh, Jerome Kano. Yeah. I've heard he's, well, he's definitely leaving, haven't he? He ain't having a good time in New Zealand. Misses ain't happy, mate. <laughs> Misses ain't happy at all. No, keep it in your pants. Hey, what happened with him? What happened with Kano? Well, there was rumours about uh, a little bit of uh, infidelity, wasn't there? Well, There's a on, lot then. of that in New Zealand at the minute, isn't there? It's all, what is wrong with you It's people? all creeping out. What is wrong with you I people? start with Aaron Smith, but there's other things that have been covered up before, isn't there? Stuff about Dan Carter. What, yeah. Goody, what are you on about? What, Dan Carter? About there? what do you mean, um, Dan Carter? What, so what are you on about? <laughs> all your key, all, all your I'm going to go back and live in New Zealand someday. So, so. what's happened with Jerome Kano? What a name. Well, I don't know exactly what happened. I just know that he... Uh, there were there was talk about some infidelity. Oh mate, you're horrible. You are horrible. Mate. Yeah, horrible oh, man. You can't speculate. You can't man. start speculating on it. Horrible. It wasn't speculation. Well, you just it was said in the, it, it was it was in it was in the papers. Yeah, you that, just so. said it was allegations. Yeah. Mate, you can't be doing that. That's horrible. Bro. Horrible. Um, going back to the Premiership though. Yeah. My, another one of my old clubs, Worcester, against your old club, Gloucester. Gloucester, you're near the top. You're in the mate, top four. The fourth. Yeah, they were poor. Yeah, Matt. I don't know. It's one of these where you have got to keep one eye on Gloucester. Where are they going to go? The Ackerman effect, how long will that last? It's all gone quiet. Well, this is the thing. We, that, we ain't spoken about Gloucester in a while. It's no, gone quiet. But this battle for fourth, anyone could have it. Mate, whoever finishes topper in the final. But yeah, because no, Worcester. Worcester did well. Mate, I don't know. Irish, I, I, Irish, I ain't convinced. I, I ain't convinced, mate, with uh, Solomons. You're not? No, Matt, I'm not. Well, I'm his not. record is pretty good. They've won five of their last eight games. I know. I know what you're saying. Okay, we'll see. 
Okay. We'll see. But Irish, they, mate, they've got Worcester. Do you feel bad now? Because you signed that contract. Absolutely zero. <laughs> Do you, I feel you, bad? I could. Have, you, I would have said, mate, I would have, literally, I, I, if I would have went there, they would not be, they might be in the bottom three or four, but they wouldn't be bottom. <laughs> 16 points adrift, I think. They were 14-3 yeah. up away at Northampton. And then, not so much. Algers Lewington, though. Saracen's boy, isn't he, next mate, year? He, he'll play for England. Nah. No. No? No? No. How old is he? 24? Possibly. No, I think he will. I think he's quality. He is quality, but he's not. Uh, mate, I, I'm going to say. There's loads of wingers there, isn't there? Go on, hit me. I don't want to hit you. You knock me out. If I hit you, yeah, you'd I'd, get your I'd, spaghetti there'd, there'd arms. Be and, <laughs> there'd be a murder. There'd be a murder. Johnny May. Uh, yeah, he don't rate mate, him, do you? Of course I rate. When I say I don't rate people, it you just question marks. No, no, it's, it's not quite. It's the level and what other people rate them at. Yeah. And this is the thing for guys like Ford and Hartley. And I respect Hartley massively, and I had to go back, not back on my word, but we were at Worcester, and obviously he's a Worcester boy, and we were talking about Hartley and Jamie George. But I rate Hartley. And you crumbled for the cash, didn't you? You're like, yeah, no, Hartley's really good. I don't rate Jamie <laughs> I didn't George. Say that. I didn't say that. Can I I've get paid got, now? I've got huge respect for someone like Hartley yeah. because of what it must be tough being a captain anyway, and to be a captain who's crap. <laughs> I'm joking. To be a captain who's under scrutiny from all angles, from all barrels. It's like you at home, Goody. Getting it both barrels, mate. Getting it at work, getting it at home, yeah, getting hard, it from the it? kids, getting it from your my mates. Kid, mate, my kids are good. My kids, although we, I was happy to get out of the house today, talking for injections this morning. Mate, talking of injections. Oh, my God. Mate, tell the screaming that. Oh, wow. Was it private doctors? Of course it was. Yeah, of course it was. Talk, hey, mate, we've not asked you about your knee. Yeah, yeah. How skinny are your legs? Oh, mate, you know, just years of grafting in the gym, getting toned. No, I had a knee up last week, a bit of a clear out. Went in, the doc was like, I don't think it's that bad from the scan, but I'll get in there, have a good look. Is it? He basically said, your knee... My left knee, that I always planted yeah. to kick with. He basically said you got a 65-year-old man's knee. Arthritis everywhere. Oh, no. Is he must be worried about the weight that you're carrying no, he, on he, that knee. Do you know what he said? What? He's going to have to put some pins in it in, in the summer as well. So I've got to have another operation in the summer. Well, you may as well get a gastric band. Well, I, I asked for a bit <laughs> of li- While I was there, I asked for a bit of lipo, and I came out, and I, I was... I was blown up a you're, bit further. He blew me up a bit further, I think. Mate. I think they pumped some air into me when I was in under the op. Jeez, you wake up. How good? I woke up. And I'd, I'd straight away, I was like, I'm so sorry. The nurses around me, I'm like, I'm so sorry. They're like, what, what for? You push yourself. No. <laughs> I'd expose myself. No. I, I was like, I've just caused a big fight, haven't I? I'm really sorry. I had a, obviously, while I was under. Oh, here he I is. I was scrapping. <laughs> Who with? No, I got filled in, but um, there was a massive scrap, apparently. And you know when you wake up, you just, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. So you come yeah. round. It looks like you're floating. And the woman, the, one of the nurses laughing at me, she goes, oh, you're so polite saying no, sorry. No, she's laughing at you because you, you ain't got a top on. <laughs> <laughs> we have a pregnant man. We have a pregnant man in the room. Uh, it's funny, isn't it? It's a very surreal experience. Um, and then you wake up, you phone them and say, I love you. Oh, mate. Should we talk about what's been good, what's been bad and what's been ugly? Plenty of good. We'll start up at Newcastle, another one of my old clubs. Outstanding performance, but the best thing about Newcastle at the weekend, bar snotty, snotty, Nicky Gonover, uh, their performances. Joel Hodgson celebrated his 100th game for Newcastle by drinking a beer out of his boot. Dust boot! In the changing room afterwards. Thought that was a, a lovely touch to see. A bit of old school. Uh, drinking beer from the boot. You ever had a, one from the shoe, Jim? Have I ever had one from the shoe? No, no, I made up the shoe. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Matt Tamura scored 23 points at 10. And we talked about this, didn't we? The whole Joe Ford, George Ford thing. They were going to have to play Tamura at 10 at some point because we didn't think Joe Ford was up to it. He steps up at 10, does really well. Then he gave his man of the match medal to a young fan. What a nice touch that was. Uh, Spain beat Romania uh, in the qualification for the World Cup. Uh, pretty special that because Romania won the B6 Nations last yes, year. Did. Yes, so did. Spain are a step closer to qualifying for the World Cup. How good would that be? Yeah. 
One of your mates, Jim. Oh. Chris Ashton. Good mate of yours? Oh, I hate the cunt. <laughs> scored a hat-trick again. Ashley now, I think he scored 17 tries in the top 14. Mate, he can score a try. Can't tackle a man, but he can score a try. <laughs> Napoleon Nalanga's record is 21 in the season. Yeah. Well, uh, Ashley's going to definitely break that. And that was 2008, 2009, so I think Ashley's got that in his sights and probably will win it. Um, Wasps. We've got to talk about Wasps. Oh, no, we don't. We've we done do. that. We've the done form it. team in the Premiership. We've done it. We're the form team in the Premiership. But this is my segment of the good and the Wasps. Were good yesterday. Right. Seventeen thousand at the Rico Arena. You know, corporate box sold out again. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, they were pretty good, but this week we've bagged Italian rugby. You've bagged. Italian we rugby. have bagged no, Italian rugby on here at times, and rightly so. Zebra and Treviso, or Benetton, as you want to call them, both got wins away from home in the pro. No one cares about league, but this week we're going for the Italian Zebra and Treviso right. or Benetton right. for the good, the bad. Uh, talking about the Italians, we got the Dragons. They're now 10 games in the Pro 14 without a victory since September. Maybe it was that documentary. Yeah, that's, well, you went there, Jim. And uh, what's happened? Yeah, I don't know. Pretty sh- shambolic. Uh, yeah. Bath, they were pretty poor. Uh, the Dragons will be good next year. They'll sign a few, won't they? Yeah, Moriarty. George North, see you going there? Rumours of that, yeah. Potentially. Um, Bath, they were pretty bad at the weekend. Uh, Tommy Quinn's are in there as well. They missed, well, Bath missed a quarter of their attempted tackles against... Newcastle. And the defence is normally good. Yeah. Shambolic and uh, Todd Blackett came out and said it was embarrassing. Really? Yeah. Hammered his players. Well, this is the thing. They lost their coach earlier on in the season, didn't they? That's pretty bad. Claremont, they're going to get the bad this week, though. Shambolic. Leave, leave Greg alone. Leave Leon. Oh, no, I'm just alone. going Claremont in general. Right, fine. Uh, they're getting the bad this week. Lost again. Got hammered away at Leon. Two of the tries. Fernandez and Naikatathi might as well have just said, yeah, Leon, here's the ball. Go and score a try. Because they were jogging back. Fernandez the 10. Had no interest. Mm. Who coaches Claremont? Went to pick the ball up. Frank Azema. Frank Azema. Uh, went to pick the ball up. Missed it. Toby Arnold picks up scores. Claremont are shambolic in the top 14. In the quarterfinals of the Champions Cup, but they're an they, absolute they could, shambles at the weekend. So the bad this weekend goes to Claremont. Uh, and then the ugly. Uh, not too much ugly stuff at the weekend, but the one, one thing that did spring to mind, bar the French last weekend in Scotland and getting marched off the plane. Uh, this week, the ugly, uh, unfortunately, Alex Reader. Oh, um, that was. Yeah, his knee injury looked pretty bad, didn't was it? Was it his so, knee or his ankle? Oh, I think it was his knee. Because they were said on BT, hyperextended, it looked like he fucked his ankle. It looked like the old lot's gone, didn't it? Hell of a carry. Yeah. yeah. He'd just Mate, come back from a dislocated yeah. shoulder as well, so um, it looked pretty ugly in terms of the severity of the injury, so uh, unfortunately for him, he gets the ugly this Matt, week. I thought you were going to say Cowan Dickey's hair. Oh, my Dickie bird. Really? I don't even I know what it, what it was. It's like a blonde mullet slash high top French, fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, there's a few of them down at Exeter that have yeah, that, that do, don't they? Yeah. Hepburn's got a bit of a lid. Schlid. Schlid got a Schlid. Uh, Don Almond's got the, the fin. Yeah. Uh, Harry Williams. Yeah. He's got the old curly mullet as well, hasn't he? Yeah. They need to sort their lids out down there. Yeah, they've got Exeter full of Schlids. Schlids. <laughs> there we go. Well, you might have an interesting Schlid uh, next week, Jim, if uh, things don't go your way. Well, let's see. I won't be able to do it straight after. What? I've got commentary on the Sunday. <laughs> well, Scotland are going to win anyway, so oh, I hit Matt. Hold on a minute. What, Rockdown's commentary with a fucking Joe Marler haircut? Well, what are you in commentary for? I what thought you I said say? it was Saracens against Leicester somewhere. Well, via Coventry. You know what I mean? Wait, I mean, where are you going? I've got to go there and spread some love and then head back down to London. Look okay. at me, mate. There just everywhere. So oh. just remind us of the deal again, quickly. I can't remember. Well, so I'll, 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 I'll be very clear. If Scotland win, I, Andy Goode, I'm going out in Edinburgh on the with Saturday no, night. With no pants. With a kilt on that with Jim no Hamilton pants. will provide. With no pants. And my bollocks everywhere. Yeah. If England win, Jim Hamilton has agreed to shave in a Mohican very similar to the Joe Marleybone Marla hairstyle. Right here on the podcast on Monday. 
Okay, all right. That's okay. something to look forward to. That's the deal, is it? Well, I can't do it for the Saturday. I've you got, got yeah, comms imagine on TV. That. You're on TV. Jim, what have you done to your air? Well, Scotland lost to England, so I had a bet with Goody on the our podcast. It'll go down all right. right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Then. Right, we'll don't see worry. The, I'll tell you now, the clippers that do the undercarriage before the Vite. Oh, God. They are coming to Edinburgh. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to follow us on Twitter and review us on iTunes. Check out eventbrite.co.uk for all the details on the upcoming live shows. We do still have some tickets available for Wednesday in Edinburgh. Rugby pod. Rugby pod. Pod, pod, pod. Pod, pod, pod.